Tune in for Weekend Talk That Matters, only on KFNX. Welcome. You're at the home front of an important battle. The American family is under assault. From the home front is on the front line of this battle, protecting families, parents, and children, raising the flag in defense of traditional values. News, research, and opinion are a part of each broadcast. Join us in the battle. Together, relying on the wisdom of eternal truths, we can rebuild the American family. You're at the home front here tonight talking with Jane, and we're delighted to have you with us. We've got a great show, and I'm going to get right into it this evening because we want to use every bit of time to talk about what's going on between men and women. And we have a wonderful person here to talk with. Her name is Terry Mello. She's a certified professional coach, which means that she talks with a lot of people about a lot of different things. And the relationship between men and women always comes up. And uh, she has done a research project with a bunch of single men and women and put all of the information they learned about the relationships between men and women in a book called Friendshipping. So I want to welcome her here, and we're going to be talking about how do we get to know one another, what's easy to do, what's hard to do, what's an effective way to do it, and what kind of can tear it apart. Uh, good evening, Terry. How are you doing? I'm doing great. It's good to be here, Jane. It's great to have you. Well, Terry, I uh, brought my copy of your book tonight, <laughs> and um, I have lots of things underlined here, and I thought we'd just start off from the introduction here um, because it's something that... Uh, I have been out of the dating scene for a long time, but I have family members, children, and friends who are in it, and I look and I think, I don't think I could do that. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you have a statement here, dating, the current cultural trend for men and women meeting one another is not working, and that's what I see. And it seems to have singles trapped in a social cycle that doesn't provide the results they desire. So let's start there tonight and just talk what is out there in the dating world. You know, how did you come into that scene and what did you learn and the people that you've worked with, what are they telling you? And that was, I think, the start of your ideas about working with friendshipping. Okay, six questions. Here we go. (laughs) First of all, uh, the reason I got into this is because after a very long-term marriage, I ended up a divorced woman, something I'd never planned in my life, something I never wanted in my life. It mm-hmm. still kind of surprises me. Yeah. And so we had a family, and all of a sudden, I was married very young, and so I was thrown into a world, seriously, I had not ever been into before as an adult mm-hmm. woman. And so in walking that individual personal walk, I became involved with organizations that did things with single men and women. I mean, you have to find a place to get to know people that are in a different realm than what Mm -hmm. I was used to being in. And understanding what it is to be a single adult 
Mm-hmm. Uh, many single adults are divorced today. It's a sad statement and a hurtful statement for many of us. Mm-hmm. There are still many who are, you know, 30, 40, 50 years old and not married. We have widows, you know, so there's a, there's a market of different uh, life experiences that create singleness for men and women. What I began to see... I was working, doing, uh, talking with kids about sexual issues and their life and goals and all that kind of stuff. And so I've been in the arena for a very long time talking to younger people about right. these social issues, but not adults. Mm-hmm. What I discovered with adults is there's a lot of pain out there. There's a lot of confusion. There's a lot of loneliness. And there's a lot of desire to want to be together. But the issue becomes that in our hurt or our loneliness or wanting to be married or wanting that person to love us, we make really, really bad choices with people because we really don't take the time to get to know who they are. We jump into the emotional mm-hmm. arena, which is natural because of the hormones in our body and the, you know, the way we're made. So we don't want to lose that, but we want to be able to look at this and say, how do we do this without getting all the pain in the end? Mm-hmm. Being a coach now, which has evolved out of all of this in my life, I went back to school and, and spent a lot of time there to get credentialed to do professional work in this area. And I work with relation issue, relationship issues all the time. Right. And it's pretty consistent that we all want, and I don't care whether it's men or women, we want that love. We want that person that says in the world, we matter, that mm-hmm. somebody's there if you get sick or, you know, if you want to run to the store, we want the kids to have, you know, mm-hmm. all those things that relationships between men, between men and women bring for us. Right. The problem becomes that we don't take time to do the work we need to do in self, especially as you become adults where there's been some life experience behind you mm-hmm. that we don't do the work we need to do with ourselves individually and we keep expecting someone else to do that for us. So we get caught in this trap and when you start dating, dating is a very big hormonal, you know, (laughs) to get us together. (laughs) Right. Which is, again, not a bad thing, but it can, it can help us make some bad mistakes. So we want to learn how to do that better. Well, I want to ask you a question that, that goes off on the side, but I think really pertains to this. Um, and I really can't speak to it because I don't watch a lot of these shows, Mm -hmm. but you know, I, I kind of titled this show The Sex and the Single Girl and the Single Guy. Yeah. And um, we have all of those shows on television that deal with single, unmarried adults. Mm-hmm. And yet it seems like they are promoting a type of dating, which isn't really dating. It's mm-hmm. just like mm-hmm. meeting somebody, having a couple of drinks, and then mindlessly thinking, mm-hmm. well, this feels good for right now. Mm-hmm. Let's go with it. And then mm-hmm. tomorrow, you know, they're with a new person, a new scene. And mm-hmm. it seems like media, movies, television mm-hmm. have really um, created a, a vision mm-hmm. of what we're supposed to want. And yet we don't really want that, I don't think, do we? I don't think so. I, I don't. I think the genre of media in mm-hmm. America today, I think, floats out of the heart of the the people. Mm-hmm. If we didn't want to see those things, if we didn't find them funny because they're usually, you know, wrapped around a funny program and right. you get a couple of good characters and you want to watch, you know, right. um, <laughs> it it doesn't it doesn't help us you know, mm-hmm. in our quest to find out how we get what we do want. Right. One of the big things why I believe dating is not working and dating is a very new phenomenon. If you look at the world, it's less than a hundred years old in the United States of America. Mm-hmm. And in a hundred years, our whole culture has dramatically changed. When you look at men and women, our divorce rates are 
outrageous. Mm-hmm. Our uh, second marriages are even more outrageous. Our children are so confused. We have 43% of the population single now that don't want to be single, a great majority of those. And so you look at this and you go, wow, wow. Right. I think one of the things that really hurts me when I talk with people um, hurts me in terms of their pain mm-hmm. Um, you'll hear a lot of people that were perhaps married before or in a long-term cohabiting relationship, mm-hmm. which is really like a marriage mm-hmm. minus a couple of things. Mm-hmm. And they've been hurt, like you say, and they get soured mm-hmm. on relationships and say, well, it didn't work that time. I'm not going there. And mm-hmm. so you've got somebody who would really like that forever kind of relationship going out in the world with it, but I'm not going to even put myself in the position to want it because it's impossible. Okay, so what I hear mostly, based on what you're saying there, is that there are two words that I hear consistently in the single world mm-hmm. is rejection mm-hmm. and trust. Right. Okay, people don't want to be rejected, even at the you know, the more, the shallow level or the depth of the level. We don't like it as human beings. We want to be accepted and loved. When you get in these relationships that are, you know, that we're just working off of emotion and then sex comes in. We'll talk about the sex, sex between men and women. Uh, we'll get into that a little bit. But when we allow that to be our focus, we miss what we want is the end result. Not because right. sex is bad, not because men and women, you know, aren't made to have sex, whatever. It's because we use it in a way that doesn't get us what we want. Well, um, I want to in- introduce an event that you have okay. uh, very briefly right now. And if you're listening and can hang around, uh, we're going to give you more details on this. You might be single. You might have somebody in your family or a neighbor who's single. And you know that they're looking to meet people in a fun way. And this is a situation where they can meet somebody, have fun, and enjoy themselves and avoid some of those dating pitfalls that Terry and I have been talking about. Terry, if you want to just take 30 seconds and give the title, date, and then we'll come back and give you more details on how to participate in this and have a great time. Awesome. It's called the Olympics for Singles. So we're going to create teams. We're going to have fun with each other. The events are fun. They're not athletic prowess. They're for fun. And we'll have some barbecue lunch with Honey uh, honey Bear Barbecue, best in the city here. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, award ceremony and some uh, giveaway prizes. But the most thing we're going to do is connect singles to have fun together and touch and laugh and get to know people from all over the city. Great. And what time does it start and how long does it go and uh, the date? April 26th, next Saturday from 10 to 2. Registration begins at 9 and we'll register online. We'll tell you about that after the break. Very good. Well, thanks for being with us. Uh, Stay tuned on the other side of the break. Independent Talk, 1100 KFNX. Log on and listen live. 1100KFNX.com.
you're back at the home front. This is Jane talking with Terry Mello, and we're talking about sex and the single girl and the single guy, uh, about friendshiping, a way to create healthy relationships uh, and enjoyable and, and fulfilling relationships between single men and women. Terry gave a few details about an upcoming event, the Olympics for singles, and we'll repeat those at the end of the segment. But right now we want to get a little bit more into the subject. And Terry, in your book, uh, another place that I've underlined, it says friendshiping, the blueprint for healthy relationships. And we were talking about the deep pain of the single scene and how to avoid that when men and women are getting together. What is friendshiping and what kind of blueprint is it and why? (laughs) I look at this as though it were a paradigm shift of intellectual pursuit. So what we want to do is take a look and see if a mindset can change. Right now in our culture, the, the mindset is dating. Go out, and it has evolved. And we are today where there are certain things expected. A man takes a woman out. She get, you know, he get, buys her dinner, takes her to a great place, goes to a movie, goes theater, does something, you know. And then is there some expectation at the end? And it's very confusing for everybody. But what everybody wants, we don't want to eliminate that. But what we want to do is bring some purpose to that, mm-hmm. so that there's not so much emotional crazy going on. Because the things we want to remember is that our bodies are full of hormones. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're created with the desire to be together so when the pleasure hits dopamine spikes and Mm -hmm. when we talk and touch and everything oxytocin spikes and we've got you know uh more in women and less in men and all these things that we don't understand why we're doing what we're doing so friendshiping is a way for men and women to be together to keep some sense of intellectual control over the body's hormones we don't want to eliminate them we want to enhance them okay and so we want to say listen i know you're raging right now and you want that person really bad Mm -hmm. but this isn't the time because you don't really know that person and tomorrow you want to make sure you still want to know that person right (laughs) so friendshiping is just why we say it's a blueprint it's a first step Mm-hmm. It's not the only step. It's the first step. Are we going to make friends with every single person? That's not the point here is to just go out and make a whole bunch of friends. A lot of singles will say, I don't need any more friends. Agreed. We generally have an attraction to a person for some reason. It could be an intellectual attraction. It mm-hmm. could be a uh, camaraderie in business. It could be looks. It could be a lot of things, but generally have an interest. When that interest occurs, if you want to you know, step into it at all, you begin to get to know them. Mm-hmm. That's same sex, opposite sex, it doesn't matter. Now, singles may be listening to this and thinking, well, yeah, I'm getting to know a lot of, of people already, mm-hmm. um, and I'm doing that friendship in my life. Right. What makes this unique uh, in terms of the dating scene for singles? I think the only way it makes it unique is the mindset and that mm-hmm. it's a first step. Okay. Instead of starting out getting in a car together and already the emotions are going crazy, even though we don't mm-hmm. plan that, right. there's just something psychological about when you get in a car and, and the, you know, he takes her someplace nice and plans that and she gets all pretty and there's just some sort of thing. So the uniqueness of it is it's not a, a new concept. Friendship mm-hmm. has been around forever. Right. But we're trying to streamline it to single men and women to give them a word to use so that they can be together without the physical or emotional entrapments Mm -hmm. until they get to know one another. So it's a purposeful thing to get to know someone before we date. So when we date, 
two people already like each other. People already know each other. They know they're going to call. They know that they're going to take the call. Mm-hmm. And they're looking forward to a future. Uh, and it makes dating then a lot more purposeful, a lot less dangerous, mm-hmm. and protects your heart to some degree more. Right. Now, you... This is not just theory to you, no. which I just love because we can come up with all these great theoretical ideas, right. philosophies. But you actually worked with a group, of, a large group of single men and women mm-hmm. uh, doing research on the idea and got a lot of practical feedback from them because you would come back regularly. Was it weekly or monthly? monthly? We did it monthly for 10 months. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So as this, uh, as these singles uh, explored the idea of friendshipping. What kind of feedback did f- they they give you? I will tell you, we've been doing this now for about two years. Mm-hmm. Um, we're actually doing workshops now every week for 11 weeks with singles. Uh, you know, the, the research group helped when I was writing the book. And so we did a lot of research around that. And mm-hmm. the thing we discovered the most was that women changed their view of men. This was the biggest piece I saw. In, we did pre-tests, mid-tests, and post-tests on these things mm-hmm. uh, and discovered that because men don't talk about relationships, that's not what men do. Right. Uh, they want them. They, I think they believe in them and their heart's desire is to have one of them. They just don't do it like women do. So when we get in a controlled environment where we're talking about these things in a protected, safe environment, trying to learn from each other, trying to do something different, men began to talk. We began to see a heart of a man what he really wanted, what his real desires were, and women were just dumbfounded. Mm-hmm. So that was the greatest thing that's come out of a lot of this that I see now, and it continues even now. We're in a workshop right now, and mm-hmm. it's it's very interesting to watch the men and women. We just talked sex the other night, and we had a two-hour, very intense, very intelligent conversation about the beauty of sex and how it's designed to be used to our greatest advantage, for our greatest enjoyment, and it was a, a fabulous conversation because we have built the last eight weeks, mm-hmm. making it safe for men and women to talk about important subjects about why we do what we do right. and what do you want. Now, in friendshiping, because I haven't been there in the classes and with the people that are working on this, I'm trying to visualize what is different. Let's say that uh, I'm single and I meet somebody and, mm-hmm. and the idea of coming up uh a movie that's coming up, and mm-hmm. we're both interested in seeing it. Mm-hmm. As friendshipping, going to that movie versus dating in the dating scene, mm-hmm. how do the singles define this as a, we're friendshipping tonight mm-hmm. at the movies versus mm-hmm. dating and getting all hot and heavy over, mm-hmm. wow, I've got a date. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the main thing is I'm going to keep saying is it's an intellectual pursuit. It, okay. it's, a, it's a mindset that you have to have explored and discovered and figured out what you want and buy it. Mm-hmm. If we don't buy the concept that I'm not going to get emotionally involved with someone, I'm not going to have sex with somebody until, you know, I know what we're doing here, who this person is and can I trust them and are they loyal and are they respectful people and can I have fun with them and do we have some sense of common value and, you know, all these things that generally make friends mm-hmm. that in the end, is what keeps long-term marriages going and keep, you know, lasting friendships going. Again, whether you're same-sex or opposite sex, if you and I were to be friends, we wanted to go to a movie, what would we do? Say, hey, you want to go see the movie? Yeah. Okay, I'll meet you there and we'll go. And that's a lot what we want to say that men and women can do. Hey, you want to go see the movie? Yeah. I'll meet you there. A lot of times in the beginning, early stages, you don't drive together just because, Mm -hmm. again, there are some differences here, but you meet each other. You pay for your own stuff. 
mm-hmm. know, you go in and you have fun together. You don't hold hands during the movie. You don't put your arm around each other. You'd be friends. You'd laugh in the movie. You'd talk about how the movie was. You eat your popcorn and, mm-hmm. you know, maybe go out and get something to eat afterwards. And, you know, like friends would do. Mm-hmm. You talk. You get to know each other. It doesn't take very long to figure out if you want something more with this person. If your pursuit is to get to know somebody. Right. Okay. And so generally people are looking for a future. Right. We want to do it in a way that is meaningful. Okay. Purposeful to get you to your end result. Okay. Well, let's take just a few minutes here to anybody who's joined us uh, since we first presented your Olympics. Mm-hmm. Give a little bit of information to the listeners on the Olympics that's coming up. And how they can get, uh, get onto your website, enroll, register. Okay. The front, the biggest thing that we're seeing right now in working with single men and women is how do we meet each other. Right. Uh, you know, the internet business is just skyrocketing billions and billions of dollars. And, right. And so it tells us men and women want to be together. So we're trying to do this in a way that they can come and have fun. So we're going to have fun. So we're going to meet at Scottsdale Ranch Park. Again, registration begins at 9. The events start at 10. And lunch is at noon, and the rewards awards are at one with our raffle awards that are going to be coming. Uh, the way they can get to it is we have a website at www.friendship-ing.com. Pretty simple. And all information is there about friendshipping, about how to register under events. Just go to the events tab, and you can register right there and be ready to go. Very good. When we come back, since the... We haven't really talked about the physical aspect mm-hmm. of this, the attraction between men and women. Okay. And I think you were just getting, uh, alluding to it in this movie date, mm-hmm. or movie uh, friendshipping that we were doing. Mm-hmm. And I'd like to really explore that a little bit because we talk a lot about the sexual relationships here for teens and adults. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think we really need to hone in on that. What are the pitfalls and where where does it go after we're friends perfect come back with us independent talk 1100 kfnx this is jane with the home front and we'll be back with you after the break this is news on the blaze radio network truth lives here 1100 KFNX. Welcome. You're at the home front of an important battle. The American family is under assault. Eternal truths and understandings about family and marriage are being burned at the stake. Common sense is no longer common. Traditional values are being attacked as old fashioned, obsolete, and irrelevant. Join us in the battle. Share, learn, and teach, adding your voice to the dialogue. Today at the home front. Back to the home front. You're talking with Jane and Terry. Terry Mello, a professional certified coach. And we're talking about the love life of men and women and how can we make that work for them in the single scene. We've been talking about a concept that Terry has worked on for a couple of years called uh, friendshipping. And we want to really get down to the brass tacks of it in this segment what really is the heartbeat of the pain and the joy of relationships between men and women, and that's the sexual component. So, Terry, uh, we've got the friendshiping going, and we all know 
how to sit across the table and keep it light and get to know one another. But there is that time where I'm out with somebody and there, there is that emotional mm-hmm. attachment, uh, the bond you think maybe this person could be the one. How do we go from being a friend to that point where we decide yes or no, this is the person and what do we do with sex? Because eventually that gets thrown in there as a component mm-hmm. of what we have to deal with. Mm-hmm. Okay, the biggest difference in friendships between you and me, per se, Mm -hmm. and my, you know, a woman and a man is the sexual piece. And it's a powerfully important and a powerfully good piece, but how do we control this? And again, our premise is that it can be controlled because we have men and women doing it all over the place. So we know it can be done, and it basically begins with that choice we're talking about as to what what you want in the end. So when we get in a relationship and that attraction hits and you get to meet each other, you get to know each other, and a lot of times friendship is pretty deep. It's not mm-hmm. always light. It's pretty doggone deep, which is right. the great, because what we're doing is building intimacy, which is what we all want really, mm-hmm. is that, that intimacy between emotion. You know, our hearts are connecting and all those, you know, things that we say. So when the sex thing starts hitting, because that intimacy is growing in between men and women, again, these hormones are, are sparking up and telling us this is pleasurable and this is good and this is what we want. But we know intellectually that if we if we give in to that, we miss what what we're really looking for. Again, the friendship is generally what keeps a long term going. If you ask people who have been married many, many years, they'll say some form of that. I've been doing this for years. I ask a lot of people, why are right. you together? You know? And so what what we want to understand is that that sex is the icing it is the covering it is the bonder mm-hmm. of what you've already created. Sex can only be as good as what the two people have created. Um are we allowed to say certain words here? I don't know. <laughs> but um we can have the physical sensation, the the right. orgasm of this and that would be wonderful and great fun, but it isn't what physical physical intimacy is all about. Physical intimacy is much greater than that. There's so much more uh, intellectual connection and emotional connection. And mm-hmm. all. So that's what we're wanting. We're wanting the completeness of what a physical relationship between a man and woman should be, not just the physical pow for the moment, um, which, you know, there's that can feel really good too. But we most of us are searching for more than that. Right. And sex is the piece that bonds us together. So as a single person, when these things hit, you got to begin with the mindset of what you're doing, why you're doing it. Make mm-hmm. sure you're healthy. Make sure you've dealt with your stuff. Make sure you're not working off of loneliness or nobody will love me or I'm not pretty enough or I don't make enough money or all those things can entrap us to fall quicker into something if somebody shows some attention to us or wants to be with us because we really don't know why they're there. Now, about the sexual act, because I've mm-hmm. worked with a lot of, uh, like you have worked with mm-hmm. uh, programs addressing teens, yep. we know that the hormones will draw us into that physical attraction and create that right. desire to have sex. Thank God. Right. Mm-hmm. But then uh, the actual sexual act mm-hmm. and the, uh, that experience creates hormones that do what? They bond us, don't they? Yeah. The the thing, the granddaddy bonder, it's not mm-hmm. the only one, but the granddaddy is the oxytocin. And mm-hmm. women generally own about 20 times more of that in their body than men. And mm-hmm. so we have it. I mean, I've read research that says a 30-second hug begins a bond for a woman. Mm-hmm. And so you've got to be very careful. Touching of any kind. Talking. Talking. When a woman talks, her oxytocin raises, she calls. Mm-hmm. When a man 
talks and stuff, he gets agitated because he doesn't have that oxytocin. <laughs> but in sex, when we have the, the climax of, of sexuality, that's when the oxytocin spikes for both sexes. Mm-hmm. And it is a tremendous bond. And it's a great gift because marriage is difficult. Marriage takes a lot of work and, you know, we're not always having fun in marriage. <laughs> right. And so when you're in it for the long term, if we have done this with everybody else, that bond gets a little bit shaky. Mm-hmm. And if we have problems in our marriage, we'll think about the one that was in the past that was so good, but we forget why it didn't work out, but yet that'll come back to our brain. And and so when we take it and we really focus in on this one, and it's something that you share uniquely between the two of you, that oxytocin just gets even more and more. And now we don't have just sex. We have that intimacy of physical stuff that's built mm-hmm. on, you know, the emotional and the intellectual intimacy that you've always already got with one another. Mm-hmm. So when we're single, understanding that, understanding how our bodies work and honoring that and respecting that in mm-hmm. both of you, women have to understand how men work. This is basic for men. I mean, mm-hmm. this is naturally where they go is sexual. And again, we don't want to criticize that or tear it down. That is the way they are made. But they know how to control that. They know how to, mm-hmm. you know, in women, it's our hearts. It's the words that are some. We have to be very careful about that. So in the beginning, if we understand what we really want, we're not in this just for the feel good for the moment. We're into this because we want something more. And in the interim, we might gain some really cool people in our life. So the key I, I tell single men and women a lot is that every relationship needs affection. I don't care what it is. It says, you matter to me. Mm-hmm. Affection is very good, those, those hugs, not those things that you hold on and, mm-hmm. you know, rubbing bodies and all that kind of stuff, those hugs that just say, you know, I really like you. It's good to see you today. Um, you know, the the touching of a shoulder, the, you know, the, the, we all know what these little intimate things are, even notes right. and poems and kind words when they're mm-hmm. not seductively used. There comes a point, though, in every human body, male or female, where affection turns into stimulation. Every adult knows, every mm-hmm. young adult right. knows when that moment hits because your body revs up a whole different way. When that puppy starts revving up, it's very hard. If you don't pull it back right then, it's going to go. And we're made that way again. You know, it's it's what keeps us going. And so in in getting to know someone in the single world, the minute we add sex to a relationship, we cover up all the things we're wanting to know about somebody because sex is so powerfully bonding that we don't worry about if they're respecting us so much or if they're this. And we get very confused and we'll we'll go tell somebody, but you you can't believe what they said to me. They were so disrespectful. And then the next minute we're making excuses for them because that begins so quickly, Mm -hmm. okay, until devastation hits. And then when reality hits and those feel-good hormones, that dopamine of pleasure is rocked, and reality sinks in. Now, here we have the broken heart. We can't trust anybody. Here we go. Rejection and trust again become right. the big issues. So in the beginning, as you're getting to know someone, over time, you don't start with affection. You start with words, talking with each other. But as you get to know one another, just like friends of anybody, mm-hmm. um, it grows and it builds. But you know what your boundaries are because you're looking to something more than future than the physical of the moment. So now, in the class that you have done uh, mm-hmm. recently and mm-hmm. in the research group, mm-hmm. you get people, I'm certain, that say, well, you know, this is mm-hmm. this is not for me. You know, right. I've had sex with a lot of people that I go out with, and it's just, you know, it's fun and it's right. pleasurable, and, and I'm not buying this. Mm-hmm. Have you had people like that who have gone? <laughs> I see your face. <laughs> and... Uh, have they 
eventually reevaluated their position and uh, seen the sense of what you're talking about. When you intellectually speak with someone on a level, not to judge them, not to tell them they're mm-hmm. right or wrong, not to tell them what they're doing is bad or good, but you just talk with them, help them, you know, see what they want to see. Some do, some don't. Right. You know, we each have our own decisions to make about right. these things. We each have our own belief systems. I've just done a lot of research in this area and work with people for about 25 years. I'm watching this, and mm-hmm. it's pretty pretty right across the board of the heartache and the joy of what men and women want. We do it a little differently. Right. Now, you have the Olympics coming up, mm-hmm. and uh, we've really just sort of scratched the surface oh, of all yeah. many topics here, and I feel like we're leaving more questions than answers Good. out well, bring there. Bring it back. So uh, we'd love to have you back for a future show. But meanwhile, you have a book on friendshipping mm-hmm. and a website. Mm-hmm. I want to repeat that again. Friendshipping, it's friendship-ing.com. Mm-hmm. And on that website, you can register for the Olympics. That's coming up mm-hmm. on Saturday, April 26th. Mm-hmm. Uh, registration at 9. It starts, all the fun starts at 10. And that is out at Scottsdale Ranch Park. And you can get all those details as well on the website. Mm-hmm. And I want to thank you so much for being here. Uh, get in touch with Terry. Uh, she's got classes going. She's got her book. And she's got the Olympics. So if this is uh, sparking some interest in healthy relationships and your plans, Get in touch with Terry. We're from Independent Talk, 1100 KFNX. Thanks. Visit us online at 1100KFNX.com. Back to the home front. You're talking with Jane at the home front. And we have a great new guest with us on this segment. And she and I have talked a lot on the phone. And this is the first time we get to meet face-to-face. So it's wonderful to have you here, Monica. Thank you. It's nice to be here. It's Dr. Monica Bro, And uh, she has a wonderful specialty that actually ties in with what we were talking about in the last show uh, we were talking about with Terry Mello about men and women and relationships and how sex can get those relationships off track from really where we want to go. Dr. Bro has a specialty in sex addiction uh, and has been working in this area for many, many years and has a workshop for men largely that she is here to talk about. And we're only going to have a little bit of time to address this issue of pornography that's in our culture. On this show, we're going to touch on it a little bit, let you get to know her. But she'll be back with us on our next show in May. And we're really going to delve into pornography, um, how it's gotten a foothold in our relationships and addicted people. And uh, what's the problem? We have some therapists who actually recommend pornography as something that's helpful and where are they off base and um, how can we really make sense of what we're hearing out there. 
So on your flyer here, you say that you're building leaders in the fight against pornography that plagues our nation and is actually crippling our nation. Uh, Dr. Burrow, can you uh, describe for us what pornography is doing to cripple our nation and the people that are caught in this web? Uh, the, my practice has been to anyone, children, uh, mm-hmm. adults, men and women, but for the most part, the bulk of my practice has consistently been men who refer other men who have turned to them asking for help with a pornography problem. The, the root of the problem is the man begins to feel very emasculated. He no longer has masculine confidence, and he knows that somehow the pornography in his life has contributed to this feeling less and less uh, like his if he's married, like his wife wants him or chooses him, and even if he's single, just feeling less and less as a man. Typically, a man will go to another man that he knows and trusts. And so most of my clientele has been men telling other men to uh, seek help from me. For the most part, they received individual therapy half an hour um, mm-hmm. on the phone, just however often they needed. And eventually I realized that there were many strategies that I was teaching men to help with emotional regulation, to help with impulse control, and that these strategies could very easily be taught to men who were leading other men. So it started with mostly church leaders, Mm -hmm. uh, males who had opportunities to reach out and help uh, men who were seeking their assistance. Mm -hmm. So I built this program and was uh, delivering it in a three-day format at first to groups of church leaders and then eventually made it into a 10-week program for an hour and a half. It's 15 Mm -hmm. hours. And in the program, it is not group therapy. It is an educational program. Mm -hmm. So the men are learning strategies. And whether they are going to use those strategies to help themselves or help their sons or their fathers or their friends or other men Mm -hmm. in their social circles is irrelevant. They don't have to disclose whether or not they have a pornography issue. It is an educational program, not Mm -hmm. group therapy. So that's what I really wanted to talk about, that we're forming groups. I never allow a group to be larger than 12. Some have been as small as eight, all men, and the material is presented Mm -hmm. uh, so that they can use it however they see fit in their own lives. Right. Now, with pornography, anything sexual, um, when people have let that get out of control in their life or lead them into um, an awareness that they're not happy or it's not doing good things for them, it's not like me overeating too many donuts, you know, and I I can around the table with some friends say, boy, I just can't resist donuts and, and I can talk about it. The whole world of sexual behavior can create a lot of shame uh, if we have listeners that are listening and think, this is something that could be helpful to me, um, I have curiosity about it, I don't know if I'm in, in trouble in this, this habit that I've created, or I think my son might be uh, getting involved deeper than he should be in, in this type of activity, they sometimes are operating with a shame of how do I get help? and feel good about myself. Can you address that for people that are listening that think they might um, 
Right. For the most part, people began to feel that they're a bad person, Mm -hmm. uh, that nobody would love them if they Mm -hmm. knew about what they were doing. Uh, Men very much become aware of a change in their sexual appetite, that they have changed what they desired sexually, and they really do attribute it to their pornography use. Um, And I think it is really good that men will turn to a man that they trust to talk to. So, again, you know, if somebody writes in and says uh, by email, my son has a problem, I always recommend we'll come to the Holy Men program, come to the class Mm -hmm. and learn how you can help him yourself, especially Mm -hmm. because you have the relationship uh, so I always encourage men to be in relationship with other men and to be the leaders in the fight. Men need to be the leaders in the fight against this pornography plague. And so this program is to build leaders mm-hmm. that can do that, that can start to understand why the men are feeling so emasculated, why they have lost so much masculine confidence, how the pornography has affected their ability to for impulse control and for regulating their own emotions. I mean, that's the things that start to happen that they're aware of. There are men who have put pornography aside in their life, and they go out and try to help other men mm-hmm. do that. But that is all they can share is what worked for them in their life, in their circumstances, with their personality. It's not an overall looking at different strategies and where mm-hmm. the root of the problem is in different men, because for each man it's different. Mm-hmm. If a man is married, he's really wanting to feel wanted and chosen by his wife. If he's not feeling that, if she's rejecting him sexually, Uh, another man that quit looking at pornography isn't going to be able to give him very good strategies Mm -hmm. for healing that marriage. And so this last group that I had were all married men looking for how can I heal the damage that's been done in my marriage because Mm -hmm. of pornography. And one thing I'm hearing from you, which I think is very helpful, is we're big in our culture into the feelings and emotions. We let those really overcome us in lots of areas of our life, not just in the sexual realm. And we have self-help books all over the place and this idea that I've suppo- I'm supposed to self-help myself, you know, get the right book or the right program or right. the right strategy. And you're talking about the fact that a class like this really helps you see different ideas for different strategies that might not come to you if you're just trying to do it by yourself. Right, and there are some very damaging ideas out there in some of the Mm -hmm. self-help books, some that are absolutely making the problems worse, and we do cover that. I address the self-help books that have um, caused the problem to get worse. Mm -hmm. Great. Now, the program is called Holy Men, and uh, you've talked a little bit about the number of classes and the size of classes 12 so it gives men a good chance to be heard and to participate and not just fade into the background can you tell us some of the things that you're going to be talking about in some of the early classes and how they can get information about the class where do they call and how do they get enrolled and when is it going to start Well, they'll be starting at different times. We have one starting up on the 28th, and it lasts 10 weeks. Uh, That's a Monday night, 6.30 to 8 p.m. So each group meets for 10 weeks for an hour and a half. And the group of men uh, tend to connect with each other and become friends and socialize with each Mm -hmm. other after they get to know each other. But, again, there is no... They they are not required to disclose 
anything right. personally about pornography. The focus is really building their masculine confidence again uh, and teaching them strategies for to control their impulses and their emotions. So they do uh, identify with other men in the group, and it is small enough for them to find friends there, um, mm-hmm. which is also very helpful to men to build their confidence with other guys and hear other men. Sometimes uh, a man will say to another man, you must be married to the same woman as me when he, he <laughs> says something about what his wife said. So it's good for them. Um, the holy men is spelled W-H-O-L-L-Y men. And the, the email address is holymen at gmail.com. The phone number is 602-228-2126. That's 602-228-2126 for people to find out more information, questions, or to register. The cost of the course is $300. It's prepaid and non-refundable for the, the 15 hours of the educational program. Now, uh, again, the website is holy, W-H-O-L-L-Y men at gmail.com. Phone number 602-228-2126. Go ahead and get in touch with Dr. Bro and uh, ask questions. If you're even the least bit interested, uh, this class could do you uh, just so much good in terms of uh, looking at your life and making it a happy and satisfying life for you. This is Jane from the Home Front. Be glad to have you with us today. Independent Talk 1100 KFNX from the Home Front. Thanks for being here.